0: Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bona Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. All right. Now, if you just looked at the title of this episode and saw the word subfloors, you might be thinking to yourself, those schmucks just did one on subfloors not too long ago. I'm not going to listen to this. And how exciting is subfloors anyhow? Well, I've got some news for you. I just saw something that came out from a study from the results from Virginia Tech. That's super interesting and I think good to know for you for you as when you're having contractors with general, con- excuse me, conversations with general contractors. This is some interesting stuff that when I saw this, I went oh, I'll be darned man, this is pretty pretty interesting so i'm just going to throw out some random stuff. That that I took from this uh, episode okay uh, that I that I from from the study, and this was uh, Dr low study on osb and plywood for wood flooring professionals one thing that came out of this test this test this uh, uh study is rob i'm going to ask you what you think here is uh, my surprise some people what holds better um a pneumatic stapler uh a pneumatic um cleat gun or a manual cleat gun what holds would- the floor is better
1: Manual stapler, manual cleat, no. Uh,
0: I would say manual nailer, manual uh, cleat. Uh, manual nailing with machine-driven cleats as opposed to pneumatic stapling is more consistently strong. Absolutely. So, okay, so... Uh, and, and uh,
1: I'm going to give you why I think that. I bet I'm right, too okay when you pop your gun right the pneumatic one Uh i always thought i think that it almost kind of popped away right
0: Uh
1: like it would move away from the board Uh i think when you're doing your hit with the manual nailer there was no deflection to the gun it was gun and nail into the wood Mm-hmm. Where I think when we're using pneumatic, you hit it, shoots the nail in, but the gun has a little bit of a blowback, almost like a kick, right? Mm-hmm. A, a kick to a gun. Mm-hmm. it almost has like that kick, but I think when we're using when we're using a uh, manual, we're not getting that kick. we're not getting that
0: deflection. That would be my guess. That is super interesting. And wrong.
1: (laughs) So uh, you were just going (laughs) to let me go and go and go and go. Look, it's not fair. uh, For the last two minutes while I've been mumbling around trying to get that one out, you just couldn't wait to say, no, you're wrong.
0: Correct. All right, buddy. But uh, look, it's not fair. I've got the study in front of me. So there you go. So why? Um, Why is it? Pneumatic-driven fasteners often leave damaged tongues with negligible holding power, and just when the study there's a there's a fancy machine they have that will will do this testing on, on how hold how, how well the fasteners hold, and they, by far the uh, the the hand driven the, the uh, manual nailers, excuse me, tested the best. So there But you they go. didn't say why. Look. I skimmed. Yeah, this thing's like sixteen I, pages long. I just told you why. I bet I'm right. No, no, uh, damaged tongues. Nah, no. Nah. I, I I happen to agree with you right there. I think some some not all all tongues are damaged. Some of them are. Well, you know yeah. yourself. If anybody's ever on an OSB subfloor, if you pulled out a floor with um with uh, staples in it on OSB, they to me they definitely hold way better than cleats do on osb i'll get into that a little bit later too but another thing that came out of this test after similar cycles uh excuse me when 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 installed floors have been cycled through a low to high to low moisture content flooring tends to return to the original position with plywood subfloors so i'll say that again when installed floors have been cycled through a low to high to low moisture content flooring tends to return to the original position with plywood subfloors after similar cycles, flooring tends to remain out original position with OSB so so more permanent gaps could be expected okay mm-hmm. does that make sense we've always I've always said that they don't handle the seasonal cycles as well OSB as it, as as plywood does okay okay now now. Staple's have the highest holding power but are, are inconsistent due to damaged tongues it's another finding okay. Uh, the statistics indicate the faster holding strength between staples and nails through two or three moisture cycles narrows significantly and shows little difference. Now, but here's what I here's what I got out of this, the most okay and that is protection of subfloor materials from weather before installation of oak strip flooring results in significantly greater floor quality than in protect than than if protection is not afforded so you know you you can't help you you know a lot of times the builder can't help he's building the house and it's it's open to the elements We've all drove by those jobs seen seeing the water just raining down on them subfloors, all kinds of stuff. So the study shows the protection of subfloor materials from weather before installation of oak strip flooring results in significantly greater floor quality than if protection is not afforded. The lack of protection of subfloors from weathering before the installation of oak flooring significantly reduces floor quality. This research was initiated by NAFMA. What that tells me is nail glue assist has never, never, never been more important. Of course, it's an NWFA guideline now, five inches and over, but it, gosh, it, 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 how would you not anymore? Look, I said it before. You got OSB subfloors that don't handle the seasonal cycles very well. You've got a lot of times you've got thinner tongues and these little thin gauge nails or staples uh that don't really hold the floors very well you've got wider plank that uh, so you get less less fasteners per square foot in the flooring and uh you've got more expensive flooring by a landslide you've got customers that are more demanding sometimes you have joists that are further apart it's a recipe for popping and squeaking floors so i think this i mean we've said it all along but this test right here to me I mean, if you bring this to your 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 builders, some don't care. We know that. I lived in the real world. But say, listen, man, here's why. Here's why we do what we do. And I'll tell you, there's never been a case better case for 540 uh, for for moisture protection in them floors, and also the the marriage between them and the and the the, uh, the, uh, the 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 adhesive is a must, and can protect you in all kinds of situations. So. Like I said, if the homeowner builder wants to know why why you putting this in the bid, well, this study is a pretty interesting study and really just lays it out. I've
1: seen this. I've seen this personally. The study? No. No. This what we're talking about holding power, subfloors, all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh my brother built a house. It was a high end house. And the builder he used, you know, my brother said to the guy, hey, don't worry. My brother's a floor guy. He'll take care of the hardwood floors. And the guy said, well, n- no. Okay. Uh, it's in our contract. We do the floors, you know. And he went around and around and ended up being I, I was not going to be able to do the floors in my brother's house. Like I said, it was a high-end home, the whole deal. My brother goes away on vacation when the guys are going to install the floor. He asked his father-in-law, which one of the greatest guys you ever met, little little Italian guy, he he was a crack-up, okay? Uh, Mr. Pardo, he passed away, but man, what an awesome guy this guy was. I get a call from Mr. Pardo one day while my brother's on vacation. My brother gave, he called my brother My brother gave me my, he said, call Robbie. Mr. Pardo calls me and he goes, the guys left yesterday and I went in to look at what they were doing and I could pull a board out with my hand. Should I be able to pull a board out with my hand? Probably not. (laughs) And I'm like, no, no, never. Right. I mean, I, there was no way that I thought he was talking about a staple. So it's, Right pretty close to my house. I drive over and I could not believe what we were doing. I mean, we were just literally pulling the boards out. They had stapled it in. It was OSB. They stapled it in. But exactly what happened, what, what you were saying, tons and tons of water on that deck. They weren't real flooring guys. They were guys that they did everything, carpet, tile, ceramic you know the whole gambit so these guys are just kind of slapping the floors in and they were holding just enough to kind of stay tight but y- you can kind of wiggle them out mm-hmm. I was I never saw anything like it I was shocked you know so I told old man Pardo I go man I think they should stop I think they got to start tearing this stuff back out I mean they had a couple of rooms done And in some parts of the house, it was much worse than other parts of the house. But my brother came back. I mean, they just put everything on hold. Even the builder finally came over and he goes, yeah, you know, this probably isn't right and everything. But I was wondering how many of the houses in that development that had happened to. Because it was a big development, Mm -hmm. same type of thing, you know, same guys doing the same thing over and over and over. And if... My brother didn't have his father-in-law there kind <laughs> of leave it to a nice little old italian guy to bend over and
0: see if he can yank a board out right well here's the problem with that is that when this callback comes from the homeowner what they see is a hardwood floor that's squeaking right all all figures are pointing at him the builder's not going to want to help him out you right i mean you right. accept it when you laid on it so all eyes are on the floor guy and these are things that happened way before he got to the job site completely out of his control so I always look at the liability for the floor guy and uh I think that um man it just this can't be a better case for having to nail glue assist and 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 uh I can't imagine leaving that out of the equation anymore like I said you know these floors don't cost two hours and 50 cents a square foot anymore I mean, yeah. there's, there, that's a lot of liability sitting on that floor. And um, I, it's a conversation I don't want to ever have to have. So I, I think that, um, you know, putting it into bid, and people uh, for guys that say, well, I feel bad or maybe they don't want to pay for it or whatever. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's for your protection as much as theirs. So, um, and actually if you look at what a nail glue assist costs with our sausages is pretty inexpensive. I mean yeah I know people who say well it's easy for you to say I, I I totally get that but I mean if you look at the cost of, of what it costs you on a job to do that versus the cost of a callback um and, and if you're going to do an old glue assist I think it's probably one of the most affordable ways you can do it and um with the side lane adhesive I, I um you know if it does get on a pre-finished floor it's the, super easy to clean back off. It won't etch the finish even two or three days later. So um, I don't know. I saw the report and I thought, damn it, we've been saying this for years and years, but now to see it in writing from from a study from Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech. Did I say Virginia Virginia Tech? I'm gonna look up. I thought right? You said Virginia Tech. I think so. I'll look up one more time. Yes, sir. Vatech. Yep. So. so
1: did they have any solid recommendations plywood uh, over OSB
0: well if you look at the test plywood at what what scores higher is plywood but again for for flooring professionals we don't get that choice I mean when do you get that choice to say that tell the home to the builder or right. the homeowner oh no we want we want you to put down plywood first right. we're out of that we're out of that equation we don't we're not in that conversation Mm -hmm. we can educate the builders what we want and we probably won't get it but in the end the homeowner is paying for a very expensive product and they want what's right and they don't want to have they want to spend sixty thousand dollars for a floor and walk across the floor and it sounds like rice krispies right um so uh just
1: like in my brother's case
0: i'm almost positive if
1: they had used plywood even if it got that wet they wouldn't have had that issue
0: yeah yeah and and you know i mean look they're sitting out there for weeks on end, and, and all kinds of weather, and and what have you. It just stands to reason. It just, you know, it's unhealthy, unhealthy environment to put a floor, unless you're putting down five forty, using a nail glue assist, checking the moisture, and those type of things. So, all right. Now,
1: did they have any clear recommendation on nails or staples? Did they,
0: they, I don't think the test was there to give a clear recommendation. Okay. I mean, not the the study. It's just what their findings were. I mean, you know, okay, so if you look at the findings, uh manual nailer is the best. You're gonna talk your crew into going out and, and using manual nailing <laughs> you tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's still guys there's still some guys that do every day. Um they're a minority for sure, but there's some guys that absolutely do. But um, you know, what is it, five percent of the of the industry or less probably. So now you know what you're up against and education is king the, you know the being educated and knowing knowing what you're up against i think uh is is there's the key but now to be able to tell the builder hey this is from from the study i should i'll should i should try and get that out to everybody and figure out how i can get that that study out so i'll, I'll work on that so buddy good to see you again how was your weekend um i got two great days of fishing in rob and yeah you, you, that's unusual mostly i'll get like one day of. if i get to go on a weekend at all it's one day but uh i uh i went two days and i'll tell you um there's a river that's that's a wild wild river here in east tennessee called the clinch river and the upper parts of it it is um it, it's no place for for the, the the week of mind uh week of mind week, week of, of heart
1: mind week of week, heart week,
0: week of mind or heart but to get down there, um, in this one stretch of the river, it, the guy that I that I go fishing with is uh, he, he lives on a thousand acres, and you'll never Whoa. see this part of the river unless you like you, you someone can let you in there because it's like steep canyons to get down there. So really, there's only one other guide company that he lets fish down in that area, and and this guy that I go with, and um, but I've never fished this part of the river before, so it's very rugged like super super rugged to get down there and, and fish and um uh i probably caught about 40 smallmouth bass fantastic day i saw two uh two uh, bald eagles a bunch of wild turkeys uh, across the river in front of me flew across a bunch of deer and it's like having it's like having a river to yourself that nobody else sees or touches and when, when do you ever get that <clears throat> and um but I'm in the float tube. He's in a canoe. And he goes, I don't know if you really want to fish. I go, no, this thing will go anywhere. It'll go in six inches of water. Uh, I cannot believe it survived the trip because I'm going through rapids really quick, and I'm by <laughs> bottoming out. I mean, I'm, I mean, it is crazy. I'm, I'm going against scraping against rock. I just waiting for it to pop any minute. Oh, my but, uh, God. I can't. And, and it was like, you know, once you commit, once you commit to a fishing trip like that, it's like six hours before you can pull out anywhere. So if something happens, that's the only bad part about these trips. Like most of the time I go by myself. If something happens, you're, you're like, there's nobody, you're never going to see anybody. I don't know when you, what you would do to get out of there. And God knows I got no sense of direction. If I started climbing mountains to get out of this place. Uh, so, um, but man, it was awesome. It was great. And the second day I went to a, a lake and, um, caught a bunch of fish that day so it's been a really good fishing weekend for me How that you, so?
1: that that's reminded me of a movie what what's deliverance yeah your river yeah. story sounds like deliverance it's 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 maybe uh, chris will play some uh some dueling banjo when you're telling that song, that story i think that's the way to go you ever see yeah. that movie
0: oh of course yeah uh, what's the name yeah. bert bert uh bert Reynolds. Bert yeah. Reynolds. yeah yeah rapids like that Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it, and, and you hear him. You're hearing like way down there. You're like, "Oh man, I don't know what's around next? <laughs> oh, what's coming?" Sound, yeah. Sounds like a, k- a canyon down there. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. So, how about yourself? Oh
1: man, it was uh, it was a big weekend. It was a big. Well, it started Friday night. Something that I have been waiting for for since I started having grandkids, uh, two of my boys started playing hockey, mm-hmm. got them into the league. They're in, it's a learned to skate program. And, um, so it's Hendrick bums kid, Hendrick and Emily's young guy, Jack. So we got Jack too, to me, just has the perfect hockey player name. Like, I just know that someday we're going to hear Jack Chapin on that's Team pretty, USA. I mean, Jack Chapin's a hockey player's name, right? He's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. And I told Bum, I go, maybe with uh, Hendrik, because it's kind of a, you know, Hendrik is kind of a Dutch, Norwegian type name. Mm-hmm. And I said, maybe with Hendrik we'll just spell his name Johnson, but do, instead of S-O-N, do S-E-N. You know, so he kind of looks like, Swede. Swedish yeah, kind of hockey yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah. So uh that was a big night. Last Friday night was our first day, first uh time on the ice. And I s- kept a jersey for uh o- almost thirty years. I've been holding on to a jersey. Bum's first jersey that he wore at his Learn to Skate program.
0: No kidding.
1: Yeah and so you know we were playing against sports we were getting the equipment and everything and then uh before the boys hit the ice i said uh to bum and hendrick i go hey i got something i want you to wear today and i had a couple other jerseys for jack uh you know smaller jerseys of used to wear and i said your dad wore this 30 years ago wow he wore this the same time you're wearing it the same league you know because uh, it, it is the same hockey league troy academy uh youth hockey association um and uh so it was it was pretty cool i mean um uh, you know i was getting i was getting a little wishy-washy seeing him out there wearing uh yeah. you know his dad's jersey that his dad wore 30 years ago and i gotta give uh bell to pauline because i said to her uh what you know we're I found some, I found the jerseys, I don't know, years and years ago, I found the jerseys and I said, Hey, do me a favor and, you know, do whatever you got to do to maybe preserve this Jersey. I said, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, if bum had a boy and he played hockey that, you know, on his first day of hockey uh, he could wear this Jersey, you know? And, uh, so it hit me too. I didn't even remember it. And we were kinda, uh, I was out of town, I was flying home, and man, I did not want to miss that flight because it was uh, Friday night five thirty. So I got home around three o'clock, and I'm sitting in the airport uh, in Atlanta. And I, I called her, and I said, "Man, do you remember when I asked you about the jersey?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." I go, "Do you know what?" She goes, "Yeah, I know." Right where there, she sent me a picture in like thirty seconds. She had wow. that jersey out. It was pristine, perfect. Wow. Um, yeah so it was uh it was awesome i mean it was just freaking awesome i couldn't have been couldn't have been happier with the whole it was so it was pretty cool uh, you know I'm a hockey guy and well I nice see another generation out there and and they you know what the great part was they they have a new way of teaching kids how to skate you know before it was just kind of you know kind of stand up and well they have like these little uh I don't know, kind of looks like a a dual sawhorse type of thing so they can kind of hold on and Mm -hmm. well these guys just these two kids are just holding on as the coaches were you know, bringing around the ice zipping around everything so they can get a whole feel for it. And they had the biggest and grins on their face that you would ever see, I mean some of the pictures we got you could see them smiling through their helmets you know so wow. i was just man what a it was uh hey it was a grandfather you know it was a grandfather moment for me it was awesome
0: how old are they um damn i think they're both five i think they're wow. both five years old yep i remember being five years old in a skating ring and looking in and wishing that i could afford skates <laughs> you you didn't have a grandfather that worked at bona that can get all the used equipment that you want right yeah that's pretty cool because that's that's your life man i mean that's your kids that's your passion and then and uh, see that whole thing come through man Uh,
1: yeah and uh i mean so many you know we had lots of people from the family were there and uh aunts and uncles i mean it's it was just it was great you know it was great pauline was there of course and so it was definitely a big family moment you know and that I know we might have looked goofy, you know, but that's, uh, not,
0: that's not goofy at all, man. That's pretty cool.
1: It's funny because you know the boys, all the boys play soccer and they're in soccer league, baseball and everything. And you know everybody who comes to family dinner on Sunday, my in, uh, you know my sister in law and her husband and the aunts and the uncles, they always all, all those guys, they all go to the kids' games. So every kid that's playing. Has a rooting section of minimum of 10 sometimes, uh, Mm. you know, at the game. So it was, uh, it was great. It was a great night. What must that be like to have family? Um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. If Pauline hears
0: this, she is going to be in tears. She's going to kill me for telling this Mm -hmm. story. Yeah. Well, Rob, I don't want to be rude, but, um, Judy just gave me the signal that the chocolate chip cookies that she's been making are done and I can smell them from here, so um I gotta go. I I don't think he's coming back.
1: All right. It's the Rob show. Here we go. I don't think he's coming back, so. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of On the Floor with Rob and Wayne. Please stay tuned for another episode.